peace of our Lord be with you. The Lord said to Moses, Now leave me alone so that my wrath may burn hot against my people. But Moses said, O Lord, if you consume your people out here in the wilderness, you know what the Egyptians are going to say about you. The Egyptians will say, The Hebrews' God brought them out of Egypt to kill them in the wilderness. Turn from your wrath, O Lord, and change your mind. And God changed God's mind. With those words, this morning's lesson from the book of Exodus lets us listen in as Moses persuades God to change God's mind about the punishment God had settled on for God's people. All of which makes God sound very human. Making today's reading from the book of Exodus one of several examples in the Bible of anthropopathism, the practice of assigning human feelings to God. Something today's lesson from the book of Exodus does. When it says that God is so angry that God is going to destroy God's people until Moses steps in and changes God's mind. All of which makes God sound very human. Something which, if we are going to talk about God at all, is inevitable. Because we don't really have any other way of speaking of God. Other than to assign to God human feelings and emotions. For example, earlier this week, I found myself quoting William Sloan Coffin's powerful observation that whenever a young person dies in a tragic way, of all hearts, God's heart is most broken, which is Obviously, a case of anthropopathism, assigning a human emotion, broken-heartedness to God. Or take the widely held idea that the larger the number of people who are praying for someone the more likely God is to answer the prayer. An idea which is embraced by many wonderful people, but one which assumes that God is so human that God, like us, is more likely to respond to a lot of voices than to a few. 
Or take those moments in Christian history when people have taken the poetry of the book of Revelation, which says that in heaven the streets are gold and the gates are pearl, and has made those poetic images literal. If heaven is streets of gold and gates of pearl literally, then that would mean that God is so human that God is as impressed by shiny things as are we, that God is as much of a capitalist and a materialist as we are, or take the Christian doctrine which teaches that the reason Jesus had to die on the cross is because God could not forgive humans unless a perfect sacrifice was offered to God. Think of how human that makes God, that God cannot be reconciled to us unless God is presented with the perfect sacrifice and then we make the right response to the perfect sacrifice? I have known humans, and so have you, who have forgiven those who have sinned against them without needing anyone to sacrifice anything. The truth is, throughout the Bible and in every religion, including ours, God gets assigned all sorts of human feelings and emotions and motives and needs. It's inevitable unless we're just going to stop talking about God at all, how else can we talk about God but in those human terms which we know? It is inevitable that we will speak of God in human terms and assign to God human motives and emotions and feelings and needs We just need to be careful to be truthful about it and mindful of it and careful with the assignments we make to God lest we end up with a God of our own creation, a God who thinks and believes what we think and believe. A God who endorses and opposes what we endorse and oppose. Remember how in the book of Genesis, the original sin for Adam and Eve was wanting to be like God. Remember that was the temptation. The serpent said, Eat from that tree and you can be like God. 
Our version of the original sin is the reverse. We want God to be like us. As one wise soul once said, God created us in God's image, and now we have returned the favor. I sometimes have to remind myself even that God is not a Christian because the church is one of those places on earth where the primary responsibility is to speak the truth, the theological truth. The church should be the first place on earth, not the last place on earth where we expect to hear that sentence spoken. And yet even to say that can be a jolt to us because as Barbara Brown Taylor once wisely said, we have been using God's name to endorse our product for so long that we can no longer distinguish between God's voice and our own. If in fact most of the best science we have is true and correct, then the universe is somewhere in the neighborhood of 13 billion years old. Billion with a B. And if you believe, as I do, that God is the creator of the universe, then all the religions in the world, ours and everyone else's too, combined, is just about a sentence in the whole grand novel of the universe and time. All of which is just to say that God is God. God is God. Before, behind, and beyond all the religions of the world, including yours and mine, God is God because our lives have been formed by the church and the New Testament and our Christian faith. We believe that the clearest witness we have concerning the true nature of God comes from the life of our Lord Jesus who told us in one place that every commandment God ever gave could be summed up in a single sentence. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And in another place, 
that nothing matters more to God than that we love God with all that is in us and love others as we love ourselves. And in still another place, that God desires mercy, not sacrifice. All of which converges to say that what matters most to God and what matters most about our life with God is this. God is love and our creed is kindness. God is love. And our creed, the rule by which we live our lives, the central hermeneutical standard by which we interpret all of Scripture and face every question and look upon all the people of the world is kind. God is love, and our creed is kindness. Flannery O'Connor, in one of her prayer journals, once wrote, O Lord, please help me to get down under things and find where you are. I cannot speak for you, my sisters and brothers. But in those moments in my life, when by the grace of God and the help of the Holy Spirit, I have finally gotten down under things to find where God is. What I have found is this. The God to whom we give our lives is love. And the creed by which we live our lives is kindness. God is love. And our creed is kindness. Amen.